Welcome to episode number eight zero, Jared. We're at episode number eighty of Breaking Business Barriers. This is Brent Duhame, your host, along with my uh, my co-pilot, usually the pilot, frankly, Jared Ty. Bye with Ty. I always like to like to say that. We'll thank our uh, couple of sponsors. I think I forgot to do that last time, Jared. And that's American Option Insurance. Those guys over there and gals do a wonderful job on insurance. If you have their needs, you can pull it up, AmericanOptionInsurance.com. And along with Open Media Source, you know, they, they throw this together and, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time for them to do some really, really good work for some of the podcasts that, they, uh, that they've launched over a period of time. But hey, thank, thank them a lot. And I am really excited about uh, introducing Henry Sims, a young entrepreneur. He's got a wonderful mentor and thrilled to death that he was able to take some time on business, breaking business spares along with Jared and myself. Henry, man, well, welcome to episode number eight. Oh, that's that's like a cool number, I think. It does sound like a good number. Yeah, happy to be eight. Oh, yeah, right on, man, right on. Well, why don't you let everyone know first before we get into uh, some of our conversation, Henry? Where can people find you on social media most readily? Yeah, so I'm on all of the major platforms, whatever is your preference. Uh, you can find me at Henry D. Sims. Easy and simple. All right. Very cool. And, and we'll make sure we remind everybody at the end as we wrap things up here in, in, in a short while and, and again, where they could, where they could find you. Well, Henry, the, the first question is always the broad based question. So tell us a little bit about you. I know your, I know a history of you and, and uh, obviously I know your father. I've had the pleasure of meeting him and getting to know him, I should say. And uh, the last time you and I actually met face to face, we're in California in a prison and uh, we were there. We were there, folks. You know, I, this has come up several times, Henry. So I've had some questions. Oh, you were in prison. Well, yeah, we were. And uh, but we were there for for doing some good. But Henry, how about a little bit about yourself and about 170 miles an hour on a motorcycle and all, all those things that you've done? Yeah, yeah, so I am, as a person, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Um, and it's kind of funny because people, when I say that I'm an adrenaline junkie, and like you just mentioned, I love flying on racetracks at like 170 plus on my motorcycle. They expect this crazy, really extroverted kind of personality. But uh, I'm more of a engineering type. I really love to sit in quiet and overanalyze details and kind of work the behind the scenes magic for people. So it's kind of a funny little duo of um, these types of personalities that I've got. And uh, yeah, I grew up and I loved working on bikes. So I thought, you know, that's probably something I should look into doing and went to college for mechanical engineering. But uh, as good as I was with it, I didn't quite enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And as the internships came rolling around, I realized it wasn't quite the career path that I was passionate about. So I dropped out and I dove into helping my family's businesses and uh, tried to figure out where I could help them in any way possible and found that uh, the digital world, digital marketing was what I was truly passionate about and uh, started implementing everything I could possibly learn into their businesses. And it started making some really good progress for them and growing the business and uh, 
then I started doing it for other people and it just kind of took off from there. Very cool. And, and, uh, having, having a father that's well-known across the globe, literally, yeah. do you think those expectations were, were you trying to meet those expectations or are you just trying to carve your own way, Henry? Well, we have always been as a family, we've always been raised to set our expectations high for ourselves. Um, but definitely there's always been this pressure, um, because being involved in his world all this time, anytime I meet someone, uh, they, they're kind of expecting to be this massively successful world famous influencer. And, uh, there's a lot to kind of live up to and not just my family's eyes, but other people's eyes who know of my family, they expect a lot from me as well. Jared, I, I know you've got a question that's probably burning inside. I see you, I see you getting a little restless over there. What, what do you have for Henry? Yeah, so I'm curious uh, what, what type of business your father's in. Oh, well, we've got, we've got uh, a few businesses, but uh, primarily the one that we've been focusing on heavily is business coaching and consulting and uh, developing a really cool subscription program where people can kind of be in our inner circle and uh, we get to kind of uh, help so many different businesses as well as make it a more, uh, how would you say, uh, easily accessible for others? Because, you know, as, as a coach, that's not very scalable. So we wanted to figure out how we could make a program that everyone could get in on and uh, still help everyone that wants to be a part of our world. That's awesome. So here you are, you know, planning to study uh, mechanical engineering and you see this need for digital marketing mm -hmm. and um, you decide to make that, that, that shift. Yeah. It, it was a weird one because dropping out was a tough choice because I knew I could see where I was going with mechanical engineering and, you know, it wasn't anything to complain about. I knew the jobs I was seeing some of my friends getting, they were good pay. They were decent work, but uh, I knew that the day-to-day -day I wasn't going to be happy about and even just the location of where I lived because Oregon, um, the school I went to, they had partners where we were kind of going to be filtered out to. So I kind of knew already where I was going to live and I love being in Southern California. So automatically I knew being up in super rainy Oregon wasn't my choice. Um, so when I came down, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was interested in uh, other than the engineering. So it was really tough to make that decision, but I went to, I would drive three hours to go to a business meeting and be able to just sit in and listen to all these really incredible people talking about their business problems. And even the same kind of problems arose within my family's businesses where I realized the digital marketing world was where a lot of these guys were having issues and really simplifying what they were doing. They were kind of getting confused with all the elements they were bringing together. So I quickly found a big interest in all these people that had great businesses and products, but a hard time getting it in front of the right people. That's awesome. I always find it interesting to see someone like yourself who, you know, uh, as you mentioned, you have a very analytical, uh, you know, mindset going to a business that's so colorful and so, you know, 
emotion based and, and stuff like that. I can kind of relate, you know, being in real estate. Um, I, I tend to be um, pretty even keeled and, you know, um, and this is, is an industry that can get very uh, colorful and even dramatic at times. And uh, so I can, can kind of relate to that. Um, I have a question for you. You mentioned, you know, that you're on all the major platforms and I was watching some of your video content and, and I saw where you said that, you know, people ask you all the time, what's the best platform? And you mm -hmm. said to be on all of them. Uh, so I think that's really interesting. Um, do you have any tips to, you know, fellow entrepreneurs as to how to create content that you can, you know, cross post, if you will, to different platforms? Yeah. So the reason why I say that uh, you should be on all of them is because there are platforms that you can uh, gear your content towards but you just don't know where everyone possibly could be. And uh, we see our generations changing on which platforms they adopt. We, we used to think Instagram was just for super young kids and whatnot. And now pretty much everyone uses them. And so these platforms will probably be adopted by a specific generation at first, but then it just branches open and it reaches every other demographic possible. So uh, you don't know if your potential client could be on another platform. So be on all of them because it's easy to repost the same kind of stuff, but you can focus on certain platforms in particular. So for an example, if you really like the long form content of YouTube, then gear your videos towards YouTube, make your videos on there, but there's nothing stopping you from clipping and editing out some of those nuggets from those videos and putting them in those shorter form contents uh, on Instagram and uh, Twitter and those other platforms. So you can, you can multi-purpose the content and you can focus it for a particular platform, but I do think you should share it everywhere you possibly can. That's awesome advice. Uh, one of my friends who's in digital marketing as well, uh, his name's Josh Crow. I have to give him a shout out because he told me this hack. Um, he was saying how video is one of the most universal uh, media types across all platforms. So he introduced me to an app called Ripple, R-I-P-L, where you can like stitch together five images from your camera roll, put a little music on it, put a little caption on each photo, and then it automatically puts your brand slide at the end and it looks really professional. It takes me like 15 seconds to throw one of those together and because it's video, I can put that on Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, Facebook, uh, you know, Snapchat, uh, you know, any, pretty much any platform accepts video. So I think that was a really cool hack. Um, I noticed you're on uh, TikTok and I didn't notice Snapchat for, I'm not sure if you're on that one, Matt, you probably are. Um, do you have any advice for you know, people like myself who don't necessarily gravitate to those sites naturally mm -hmm. uh, to find ways to start, you know, being on there, uh, you know, if it's, if it's an opportunity for, for, you know, for business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the funny thing is when TikTok came out, it wasn't what I gravitated to either. Uh, what I saw in the beginning was just like a bunch of young kids doing a bunch of dancing on there. And I didn't see a way for that to fit, but 
whenever there's these platforms that develop these trends, uh, there's a lot of people there. So I grabbed my account and uh, too, many, too many people focus on how to kind of cater to the uh, platform and who's on the platform rather than just staying true to who they are. And that's, that's the point with being on all the platforms is you, it would be way too much work to try and change your message on each of them. Instead, uh, knowing that you as a person don't change on whatever platform you're on and the businesses, you, the business services you offer don't change either. Staying true to that. And uh, you, could, you could maybe spice your content up depending on which platform you want to focus on. But I wouldn't um, be too burdened by how to conform to the platform itself. I put a lot of the same kind of content on all the platforms um, because that's who I am and it's what I want to talk about and it's what I offer. So if there's somebody on that platform that it reaches and they enjoy it, then, then I've done what I came to do. I love that. I've, got two, I've got two questions for you. <clears throat> So a fork in the road, obviously, and we always talk about that on every episode that we've done. So the previous 79, there's some fork in the road. Obviously, one of yours was going from engineering to, all right, I need to, I'm taking another, another path. Since you've been doing consulting, digital marketing, and, and those things, have you, have you had a fork in the road that, that comes to mind? Since that big uh, switch to this world of kind of building it for yourself, um, I've had like many little fork in the roads, like, it, you know, it's constantly, uh, flexing and changing direction. I used to be doing social media content for people cause I, I could make it, I could help with a little bit of the video editing. Uh, and I had little software in place where I could help schedule out a lot of posts for people each month. And so I started doing that because I could. Um, but after a while, again, I realized that it wasn't what I was super, uh, excited about, you know, the, the digital marketing world, when it was more about tracking and retargeting and developing these systems really appealed to me, especially as the engineering head I had. So I had this kind of tough part where I had some people who were paying me good money. And, uh, that was the only kind of service that they really needed at the time. And so I had to make the decision to stop that uh, service and change directions to what I was really interested in again. And it was, it's, it's just been this constant, like testing out these areas of digital marketing and seeing which one excites me the most and going in that direction and then finding the people that can cover those other areas. And so there's been these mini forks in the road along the way. But uh, going from having clients paying me good amount of money to then kind of dropping that off and bringing in other people uh, to take care of it, and I wouldn't be making as much money. Those were hard decisions in the beginning, but I knew ultimately that I wanted to be doing something different within the digital marketing world. You know, that was an analytical decision that led to your heart or, or vice versa in, in reality. So that's pretty cool. And I always, I couldn't wait to ask you the fork of the road because at 170 miles an hour, a fork on the road can be pretty intimidating. At least it would be for someone like me going 20. But yeah. uh, it leads to my, it leads to my second question. As a consultant, 
let's uh, let's talk about Henry, right? So, mm-hmm. who is maybe not necessarily your perfect client, but who should give Henry a knock on the door and say, you know what, let's let's at least have a conversation. Yeah. Well, for me, I love I love when it comes to marketing, it's constantly like, how can we get you out there as best as possible? And so I like working with all industries because it's the same question of how can we get you in front of the right people each time? And then it's the same process of hypothesizing and then testing, analyzing and adapting. And so I like working with multiple industries, but in particular, it's those people that I either don't have the time to be looking at the new trends and learning the new softwares and platforms that you could be advertising on. And it's also those uh, people who just don't want to be doing it. And uh, they get confused by those elements in their business. They need to focus on that one that they're actually really good at. And uh, in those situations, that's where I do best because I can help them uh, be relieved of that duty of trying to see what's working best and trying to build in some systems and get them out there while they focus on what they're the best at. Right on. Jared, I know you've got a question ready to go. So I find this really fascinating, Henry. Um, you know, I think digital marketing is, is just a great example of a place where a company can make money by spending a little money and not DIY it. (laughs) Um, I was watching uh, some of your, your uh, content earlier and um, you know, you were talking about uh, retargeting, which is something, you know, I would never think to do on my own. Uh, You were also talking about split testing, which I didn't even know what that was. Uh, So I think it'd be cool if you touched on both of those and how they work. Yeah. Yeah. So split testing can be used absolutely everywhere. Uh, we have we have all these different tools uh, that we can use. We can use Facebook and Instagram ads. We can do email marketing. We can use chat bots. We can do all this kind of stuff um, to try and reach people. And so split testing is a way of testing a single variable in whatever it is you're doing. If you wanted to see how does advertising on Instagram compare to advertising on Facebook? You run the exact same ad on both platforms with the exact same money, everything the same, but it's just the platform that's changed. And so everything else is controlled. You can see which platform did best. You can also do that. Let's say we put the same amount of money into our email marketing as we do into ads and see which one of those performs best. So it's a way of controlling a single variable and then you can see how those changes uh, affect your results. And so split testing is incredibly important. It's not just an advertising technique. It's absolutely everything. It's where you can control any element of your business and change one variable, variable to see what happens. And it's, the goal is to make all these little tweaks to be able to find the direction that is creating progress. Uh, and then you know exactly which elements really work well. So that's that's split testing. Retargeting is where you are getting back in front of people who have shown a certain level of interest. So many of us won't kind of uh, recognize or even do anything the first time we see something. But if we see it again and again and again, 
something kind of clicks where we're, we're now cu curious about what's this thing that I keep seeing. There's a lot of people that say we have to see something three to seven times before we actually recognize that we've seen it before. Mm -hmm. So retargeting is a great way. And there's, there's multiple methods to retargeting, but it's a great way of being able to make sure that those people have shown a certain level of interest you get back in front of um, to hopefully kind of see if they want to get deeper involved in your world or what your product is. So that's, that, that is uh, absolutely fascinating. And, you know, and there's a science and, and uh, I know you well enough to know that you're very studious in a lot of these things that you've learned from uh, not only your, some of your mentors, but uh, you, you, you dove deep into this thing and jump, jumped all over it. Cause I followed you ever since I first met you and uh, impressed when I first met you very, very kind and gracious, but also, you know, super, super smart. So everyone take note of that. If you're looking for someone to help open some doors on social media, you, you can contact uh, Henry. All right. We've got a couple of questions left and, you know, uh, I got to be careful with your time and, and what have you, but uh, Hey, do you have a story, a short story that will crack us all up? I mean, we always try to have a little bit of fun here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so motocross has always been a funny um, relationship with my dad and I, it, as a, as a young kid, we kind of butt heads a lot because he's got this really kind of extroverted out there, just do something now, as soon as it pops into your head. And I'm, I'm the opposite kind of let's think about it, plan it out and <laughs> come at it from a certain angle. And, uh, we used to butt heads all the time, get in arguments. And, uh, now we've kind of controlled it for business and it works well. But uh, motocross saved our relationship and uh, we had so many laughs and good times riding. And I remember one time as a kid, uh, we were riding this trail and we always used to pass this really steep hill climb. And uh, one time he just thought, I'm going to do it. And I thought that, that's kind of a dumb idea, but <laughs> go for it. And so I just sat there and uh, turned off my bike and sat back and watched. And he shot up this hill, made it only like halfway before his bike shut off. <laughs> and he just was laying there trying to figure out how to get his bike turned back around and come down the hill. And uh, he said that while he was doing that, he could hear me laughing at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the kind of uh, relationship we have. It's like, well, you got yourself in that mess. <laughs> that that that's awesome. And and as uh, as a fellow uh, rider in my day, there were there are plenty of stupid moments that uh, either I was at the laughing stock of, or maybe vice versa. You know, no doubt. But but uh, hence some of the the bad shoulders and backs and and all that oh, stuff yeah. that come along with those things. All right, so. That, that's a good one, by the way. And uh, next time I see your dad, I may remind him I heard about a story that he decided to climb a uh, really steep mountain or hill. But hey, do you have a, do you have a uh, book that you want to recommend? Actually, the one that there's a book and it kind of sparked my uh, passion for books um, because I never was much of a reader. And now I love getting a new book. And it was Hooked by Nir Ayal. 
I think I always butcher that name, but, but it's so popular. If you looked up hooked and typed in near, it would come up and it is, it's very much focused towards the tech world of developing platforms and building technological kind of like courses and stuff. But so many of the lessons in there can be applied to all of your business for figuring out how to reach the internal triggers of your ideal client and how to kind of build this reliance on you as the answer to their problems and keep them hooked on what it is you do and offer. And it was such a fantastic book, not only because I work with people who have courses and to better understand uh, what we're trying to do, but just because the way of thinking um, more in detail of how you're trying to reach your ideal client and what kind of problems they may have. That's very interesting. I, I jot every single book down that we, uh, that are recommended uh, to us and to our listeners. That's, that's a, that's a cool one. Jared, do you have a question? Uh, no, I just wanted to reiterate uh, just how much I believe in, you know, what you're doing with, you know, digital ads. Um, you know, when I started or digital marketing, I should say, when I started in real estate, I paid like $1,500 a month to buy leads from Zillow. And mm -hmm. now Zillow is, and I quit that a long time ago. <laughs> I learned really quick, but Zillow is bringing on their own agents now. Um, so basically real estate agents have been funding this monster, <laughs> this giant company. And now they're coming back after us, you know, with their own agents. So uh, versus, you know, if you invest in a social, you know, marketing expert like yourself, uh, that money can go so much further. Uh, I was hearing where Gary Vaynerchuk was saying that um, marketing, social media marketing is still very underpriced mm -hmm. compared to what you get just because they need more people to adapt and to, to catch on. So if anybody's listening to this, I mean, I imagine you can do work for clients that are not in your local area. I imagine that, you know, that's a, something you can do. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm based in Los Angeles, California, and I have clients on the East coast and I'm even working with people in England right now. So all over the place. <laughs> Super cool. That, yeah, that is awesome. Of, and you know, with, I just find it fascinating young entrepreneurs that are out there, you know, you, you break out of the, the W2 mentality and you, you make it on your own, whether or not it's someone young, maybe middle-aged or what have you that, but uh, it's, it's, it always is fascinating to me. And, and the fact that you give back to a lot of the community and you know, that you joining both Jared and I here is a privilege as far as I'm concerned. And um, it's awesome to have you on here, Henry, Henry, why don't you remind everyone where again, they, they can find you on social media. Yeah. At all the major platforms at Henry D Sims. Gotcha. I'll be on there. Hey, real, sh real quick. What's next, man? What do you got? What's up your sleeve you're working on? Well, right now I'm, I'm excited that I'm almost done with my first version of my website, starting to kind of, I've worked with a lot of people on a private basis. And uh, now I'm trying to figure out how to put it in terms that people can understand what I do. And, uh, get a little taste of it for themselves. So my website, I've almost finished building that. That's exciting. And it's just going to keep getting better, but uh, it's just growing. Uh, going to continue 
getting relationships. I've got some people who are now joining with me to provide more services. And uh, it's, it's very cool what is brewing. But uh, I, I just want to be able to make a business that people can come to for all their digital marketing needs. And uh, I feel like right now with the people I've got behind me and what I'm building, we can cover a lot of that. So it's just exciting that it's just got to keep growing and keep putting systems in place to make it easy on the clients that I have. Very cool, man. And, and hey, everyone, I, I do want to yet throw another plug towards Henry. Henry comes from a great family, very entrepreneurial driven, um, honest, high integrity. They give back in, in a lot of different ways. And those of us that are lucky enough to be friends in, in, the, in the social world and what have you, they truly do. And like I mentioned in the, on the onset, Henry and I met in a prison. We were doing a volunteer uh, gig, and it was, uh, it was my first time ever to, to do so. Was that your first time too, Henry? I think it was my third time. Yeah, so it was, it was an intimidating thing for me. And, uh, but even though those that had been there, I know your father has been there a number of times. I forget how many it was. Uh, it was a lot. And uh, so... Henry, thank you for joining uh, us on episode number 80 of Breaking Business Barriers. This is uh, Jared and I are humbled by our guests. And seriously, you, uh, you've you got us both uh, saying thank you. Pre- appreciate it. So uh, as we sign off, this is your host, Brent Duhame, and the co-pilot, also known as the pilot, Jared Ty, by with ties. So uh, we'll sign off with a, a little onward and upward. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Henry. Thank you.